From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Well, if you hear my voice, that means only two things. It's the weekend, and it is time for the Black and Blue Report. Hello, everyone, and thanks for logging on to New Orleans Saints and Pelicans.com and for downloading the podcast. Rob Nice here with you, and it is Friday, two days away from the marquee matchup of the New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots. We are also two days away from seeing the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans in Biloxi, and uh, today we got a great show. We're going to hear from head coach Sean Payton and see what his last-minute tweaks are for this Sunday's matchup. We'll also talk Patriots football with Paul Perillo, good friend of mine, Wendell Pierce. He's all over the place in everybody's movies. He's a New Orleans native. You've seen him all over uh, uh, Treme, and he's got a new show with Michael J. Fox. Wendell Pierce will be on the show, and we'll also talk to my other good friend, J.D., John DeShazer. So we hope you're ready. It's the weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report, and it happens up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. 
And we are back with the weekend edition of the Black and the Blue Report. Hello, everyone, and we hope you all are having a great Friday so far. Rob Nice coming to you from Studio B. Having a pretty good one. Uh, celebrated a birthday yesterday, and I uh, appreciate the tweets, Facebook messages, and, of course, you cannot forget about the gifts. Had a cookie cake at the Saints facility yesterday, so everyone got a chance to enjoy that. But the greatest gift I think I can get on a weekend like this is to have the Saints and Pelicans both walk away with victories on the same day as the Saints face the Patriots and the Pelicans go head-to-head against the Atlanta Hawks in Biloxi with some preseason action. Now, head coach Sean Payton, he was at the podium yesterday, and one of the questions that was asked to him was his thoughts on the Saints' success in the second and third quarter. I don't know that we ever set out each week and say, hey, we got to really feature the second and third quarter. We do, John, talk about the fourth quarter and finishing. You know, there's a brief period at halftime that you have very quickly to talk about maybe some adjustments you might make. But I don't know that, that I could point to one thing in the second and third quarter. You know, hopefully you're starting fast uh, and, and you're, you're finishing well. You know, I've, I've been pleased with the second halves just in regards to being able to get off the field and, and the time of possession at times. You know, there's been a handful of games this year where we've had to finish games and, and manage the clock the right way. And uh, I think we've been able to do that. Um, but with regards to just specifically the second and third quarter, I don't know. Uh, hopefully it can be the fourth quarter here three weeks from now the same question. And with a lot of the pregame talk being about the tight end with Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski, head coach Sean Payton shared his thoughts on the success of finding a great tight end in Jimmy Graham. Well, I, I think just to be fair to the process, I don't know initially in the process any one of us you know, were that confident or we would have selected him in the first round. Um, but I know the area scout, I know after paying attention to the workouts and although his playing time was limited, you know, we felt that there was potential with, with, a, with a player that had a lot of upside. You know, I, I think it's just someone who's having a, has a passion about a selection or someone who feels strongly. One of the really good attributes a scout can have is to have a real solid opinion one way or another as opposed to down the middle. And when that takes place, then you recognize someone in an area that sees a player a lot more than we do. For instance, currently right now, we're out looking at college players. Someone who, who's more familiar with a player can convey that in a, in a scouting meeting, series of draft meetings. And, you know, like anything else, you begin to pay close attention to guys that have been right on players. And so fortunately for us, you know, I've said this before, you, you're always maybe a little skeptical when, when a player's only had one year experience and he's played another sport. This year we had a handful of players from Europe and the same thing exists. You know, let's make sure we do our, our homework. How much playing time has he had? Do we, do we have a vision for the player? I, I think that would be really the, the main thing. And Sean Payton shares his thoughts on why he thinks his defense has had a lot of success this year in takeaways. I think um, many good teams have certain tendencies. You just don't want those to be... 90-10, you know, uh, if if when we do our own self-scout, you know, those numbers can be closer to 70-30 or 65-35. That's helpful. There's some formations we align offensively right now, and the self-scout would say we're 100% pass. And now, if you're in passing situations, maybe that's not as big a concern. If it's first and second down, then the opponent certainly is going to be doing their homework and recognize that and, and be able to get to maybe certain looks. But 
but how the game is played sometimes in that regards it can help you. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. When we return, Sean Kelly will talk with Paul Perillo and discuss the New England Patriots matchup when we return to the Black and Blue Report. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes. And ask, how can you be a part of the action or center court? For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Black and Blue Report continues right now. The weekend edition, it's Rob Knight's here at Studio B with producer Dan, and it's time to swing things over to Sean Kelly, who has a special guest. Paul Perillo is the editor of uh, Patriots Football Weekly, and that's not only a, a similar show to what you're hearing on the Black and Blue Report, but it also spans the print and television circles up in New England. And, of course, uh, he joins us here. Paul, uh, this is a fun weekend when you look at the football schedule, especially with two marquee teams like the Saints and Patriots. I would imagine it garners a lot of national attention and should have folks in New England pretty excited, much like it is here in New Orleans. Yeah, I think they are excited, uh, you know, for a lot of different reasons. But uh, the, the first and foremost, the one you mentioned, is it's two of the better teams. And I think right now this league is sort of dealing with a lot of mediocrity. And these are two teams that, uh, so far anyway, have, have separated themselves from the pack at 5-0 and and 4-1. and So yeah, I think there is a lot, of, uh, a lot of interest in this game, certainly locally, but also nationally. And, uh, you, know, you know, adding to that around here for the Patriots specifically, you know, I think there's a chance that you might see Rob Gronkowski on Sunday for the first time. And uh, there's a, obviously uh, his presence would be badly needed for a struggling Patriots offense, but that uh, is a lot of excitement around here as well. What's realistic, Paul, at this point with regard to Gronkowski's uh, ability to contribute this weekend? I, you know, it's his first game back, but yet they're almost looking to him as, as if he's going to save the day. Is that even fair? Yeah, it, it is one thing that has sort of concerned me a little bit about the expectations. And, you know, we thought he was going to be coming back a couple of weeks ago for the Falcons game. And um, we sort of talked about, well, if he does come back, they'll probably have him on somewhat of a 
you know, a pitch count, so to speak, you know, maybe, you know, 20, 30, 40 snaps, whatever it may be. Um, you know, he sort of worked his way back in because he hasn't played an NFL game in a long time. But now as he's continued to practice and not played, uh, I think the expectations are sort of ramping up and people are expecting him to go out and catch eight or nine balls, uh, you know, for 100 yards like, uh, you know, like you guys are used to seeing with Jimmy Graham. And I'm not sure that that's fair to a guy who hasn't been on an NFL field since really, uh, you know, hasn't been himself on an NFL field since last November. I mean, I, I completely dismissed the last game of the year against Miami that he played. And then, of course, he broke his arm again against Houston very early in the playoff game. So, I think it's a little unrealistic. I think the expectations are awfully high, but he is a very, very talented player. And for a team that's really struggling in the red zone, I don't think there's a better red zone threat in, in football than Rob Gronkowski. Interesting. You know, you and I have our biases here. You work for the Patriots. I work for the Saints. Gronkowski was clearly the guy, the the guy at his position across the league at one point. Uh, many would, would, would argue that Jimmy Graham has is, is overtaken that spot. Are you buying into that, or are they just – is it 1A and 1B at this at this point with regard to tight ends? Well, I love Jimmy Graham, and I loved him in that draft coming out. Uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, myself and uh, one of my colleagues, Andy Hart, here, um, we both really, really wanted the Patriots to take him, and I think his athleticism is off the charts. I think they're different kinds of players. I think Gronkowski is a better player, and it's not just because <laughs> I work here, but I think that he is more well-rounded. Um, when he's right. I think he's a, a better blocker and can be used in the running game and, and do all that stuff. But in terms of pass catching, uh, Jimmy Graham is a, a better better overall uh, threat in the passing game than Gronkowski is. Now, Gronk catches a lot of touchdowns, but I don't think you'll see him. Gronk is deceptive athletically, but not. I don't think he's at the stage of, of a guy like Jimmy Graham at, at that kind of a level. Uh, I, I love Graham. I, I think that he is fantastic to watch. I really enjoyed watching him on the practice field. Uh, I think it was last, last year. Um, you know, when he was here in New England for for training camp, it was a real treat to see him uh, just you know making incredibly athletic plays down the seam. Uh, we've seen that from Gronkowski, but he does it more with brute strength. Um, and it, and his, just his bulk is able to, sh- to to ward off the defenders. Uh, when Graham does it with that, as well as tremendous athleticism for a guy that size. So. To me, it is kind of 1A and 1B. Like I said, I, I'll take Gronkowski because I think he's a little bit more well-rounded, but certainly uh, tremendous respect for Graham. Paul Perillo from Patriots Football Weekly, our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Paul, it seems easy to, to talk about offenses and quarterbacks in this matchup this weekend, but how can you ignore two very good defenses on Sunday? Yeah, and I'm interested to see how uh, you know that Rob Ryan effect uh, in person. I'm interested to, to watch New Orleans play because I saw how bad they were last year on defense, and you know, certainly they've added some personnel, but they've also had so many injuries, and uh, you sort of wondered what he was going to be able to do. So far, it's been great. So I'm not sure the Patriots would be the best test uh, for, for that because they've really been struggling so much on, on offense, and, and Tom Brady hasn't really uh, hit his stride at all uh, this season. But uh, I'm really interested. I like I like watching the Ryans play. Uh, I like when, I, I should say, coach, uh, the way they, they go about their business. I think they're very aggressive. They get after the quarterback. They do different things. They don't just sit in the same kind of a look. They game plan from week to week, and I like that aspect. That's what Belichick does as well. Um, so I, I'm really anxious to see New Orleans play defensively. To me, it, it's going to come down to you know, coming up with stops in, in the red zone. The Patriots have really struggled offensively in the red zone, and I know the Saints haven't been great defensively down there. So something will have to give. On the other side, the Patriots have been very good in the red zone. Uh, defensively, I know last week New Orleans had to kick some field goals, so that might be a way the Patriots can hang in the game is to be the better uh, better team in the red zone. Paul, one storyline got taken away from us last week, and that's uh, Tom Brady's uh, 
consecutive games with a touchdown pass uh, streak snapped. Uh, it sure was lining up to be a, a special uh, topic going into the Saints game if that streak would have stayed alive. Yeah, and it about came about a half a yard uh, from staying alive. Uh, he had Danny Amendola wide open inside the five. He had made a terrible throw and made him sort of stop and turn around and ended up tumbling to the ground and tried to roll in, and he got touched down just inside the one, and that ended up being a huge play because the Patriots had to settle for three on that, and, in this, and at the end of the game they may have only needed a field goal instead of a touchdown. And um, less importantly, but, you know, for our perspective, you know, what we're talking about now, more importantly, we don't have this storyline to talk about. And uh, it, it was it was funny how it worked out that it was going to be New Orleans that they were playing that he was potentially going to be able to tie that record against. Uh, you know, and I remember watching that game that, that Drew's uh, streak was snapped. I think it was in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, maybe on a Thursday night. It was. And uh, yeah. it, it was amazing how New Orleans just kept getting down inside the 10-yard line and not being able to throw the ball into the end zone, and suddenly that streak was over. So it was a similar kind of thing with the Patriots. They had their opportunities, and uh, and it just didn't happen for them. But, you know, I, I think that people around here are more worried about how this offense is going to get going rather than, you know, the, the touchdown streak. But, yeah, it did, it did strip us of a, a sort of an interesting sidelight. All right, let me put you on the spot and wrap up with this. If the New England Patriots are to win on Sunday at home against the New Orleans Saints, they do they must do this one thing. What is that? Well, I think they're going to have to run the football very effectively and keep Drew Brees on the sideline. Um, I, just looking at New Orleans statistically, I know that they haven't been quite as good against the run as they have been against the pass. Uh, you know, and with those young defensive linemen, I think the Patriots might want to just try to line it up and and hit him between the tackles here. If they can get Gronkowski back, I would imagine that should help that because not only he's a good blocker, but he's obviously a threat in the passing game. So I think if the Patriots can run the football, say, for 150 yards and, and maybe keep keep Drew Brees on the sideline, they can they can win this game. Paul Perillo from Patriots Football Weekly, our guest. Uh, Paul, I'd tell you good luck this weekend, but then again, I'd be lying. You'd be lying. Yep, You'd I be would. lying. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy the football. It should be a fantastic game on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right, Paul Perillo, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Sean Kelly. The Black and Blue Report continues up next. Taking flight with your New Orleans Pelicans is fun for fans of all ages. Pelicans fans 13 and under are invited to join the Junior Pelicans Kids Club presented by Laser Tag and Games. Free membership includes special ticket offers and more. Plus, for just $35, upgrade to an all-star membership to get extra benefits that include Pelicans gear and invitations to exclusive events. All-star memberships make great gifts, so visit pelicans.com for more info and to sign up for the best kids club in the NBA. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. It's Rob Nikes here in the studio. We are two days away from the Saints and Patriots kicking off in Foxborough. The Pelicans have had their first three preseason games, and we have one Sunday in Biloxi. We'll keep you updated with all of that. But right now, on the phone, if I can, I'll just tell a special story real quick. Well, when, when hosting uh, the NBA games, one day this guy took my job, and he came out with the trumpet and did the intros for the team. And came up behind me when the game started and said, "You know what? Your your, your job is safe. We got we got Wendell Pierce on the phone. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good, Rob. Your job is always safe, man. No one can replace you. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm st- I'm still waiting on my trumpet lessons. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, the trombone, man. The trombone. Okay. The trombone player. That's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wendell Pierce, uh, just in case you guys need a reminder, it is a star actor on the HBO show Treme, and uh, is also on. Uh, he made his appearance on Suits, and is now on the Michael J. Fox show. You're all over the place, man. What do you? What, what all do you have going on that I'm missing here? Oh, I, yeah. I'm trying to stay as busy as possible, man. Uh, yeah. What? Well, well, all the acting is happening. Uh, Treme's final season is coming up in December. Doing the Michael J. Fox show. I have a movie out now called Four. Here, over in Europe, I have a movie called Mobius that's out of spy uh, espionage movie. and um, But also have Sterling Farms, which is my grocery store here in the New Orleans area. We're Oliver and Morero on the top of our names. There we uh, go. So, you know, just, just trying to be as diverse as possible. And uh, while I'm being an actor, at the same time, create an economic engine here in New Orleans, you know, with Sterling Farms Grocery. And it is noted that you are a New Orleans native, and and uh, it, it, I would I would I would say Saints man. Is is that okay to say? Oh man, that that that's an understatement. I have I have been a Saints fan my entire life. I was you know a little boy going to Tulane Stadium um, on Sunday mornings with my dad and my brothers, and it's uh, one of the one of the joys of life. <laughs> waiting for that kickoff on Sunday. Uh, or Thursday or Monday, yeah. Um, waiting for the Saints to play, man. And we are we are watching um, a a historic run in this era with uh, Drew Brees and uh, Coach Payton. We are we. This is our dynasty. Okay, and, and I know that uh, I've been around a couple sets a few times. There's some down times with with craft services and stuff. You may be in the big trailer away from everybody sometimes, but I know you have these conversations with a lot of people who are not from uh, the South and New Orleans in particular. Do you ever get into uh, a, a back and forth with with people who have their favorite teams in the NFL? And if so, how good is it to have your team now at five and zero? I am working in New York now constantly, so I am just. I'm giving it to all the cats up there, man, who are uh, Giants fans and Jets fans. We're all going to go to the game uh, when they play the Jets in New York. I've been talking so much trash on set, telling them, how could how could you even have a sports show about the Giants right now and not be talking about the Saints? The Giants aren't worthy of sports uh, discussion and conversation. 
and uh, they have a couple of Patriot fans out there now, so we have a couple of bets going. I've gotten uh, crabs from Miami for that win. Uh, I'm going to get something, uh, a great dinner for the Jets win that we have, and I'm trying to come up with something uh, when we beat the Patriots on Sunday night. That's just going to define the, the midway point of the season for me. You know, 6-0, and going into our five weeks. Man, that that that's the goal around here, and and hopefully the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, formerly the Hornets, can can have that same start out the gate. Uh, and you got a chance to do the intros at the New Orleans Arena. Uh, how is your your love for basketball? I know it's not as 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 traditional as the Saints were, where you can go back in the day and remember where you used to go to the games. But are you a big NBA fan as well? Hold it, hold it now. I was in the Superdome as a little kid. I played in the halftime of a Jazz game. Bitty basketball, a quarter of bitty basketball with Pistol Pete Maravich checking me out. So I go way back with New Orleans basketball too, brother. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to the Pelicans, man. I think we're going to, I think uh, we're going to have a lot of great young talent. Right. Uh, um, I just didn't want to call you old. I didn't want to call you old. I, I didn't want to do oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I called myself old. That's cool. Yeah, I, remember, I remember when the Jazz first came to the Dome. So, uh, yeah, the Pelicans have a great team, man. And, and, and Anthony Davis is just a monster. I, I love that kid. Well, we've had a, a a pretty good, a decent start out the gate uh, for preseason. Coach Monty Williams has a a, a, a bunch of new players uh, in his offense, and they played great so far with Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans. We hope we have him back for the regular season. Now you got the movies out, and uh, you, you've done the documentaries about the city of New Orleans, and now, like you said, you you have the the grocery store. Uh, what is the main purpose when when you do things like the grocery store and and talking about the city of New Orleans? Uh, what is next on your plate to, to make sure that you get the message? I'm from New Orleans, and I'm here to make sure that not only uh, to rebuild but to sustain and to do things that the city of New Orleans has never seen before. Well, what happens is when you almost lose something as precious as this city is and as precious as our culture is and as precious as our people are, uh, it would be a disservice and a dishonor to all those people that we did lose if we didn't fight to make sure that this city came back bigger and better. And wherever I go, um, I always talk about the great American city of New Orleans. It is the northernmost Caribbean city, the last Bohemia, one of the great ports of the world, one of the birthplaces and continuing uh, um, landmarks of some great art and music. And so that's the thing that is so important that, is communicated as I go throughout the world. And our culture and world is so loved and beloved all around the world. And uh, that's something that uh, we should never lose sight of uh, and, and hold this precious jewel up. And I always think about that kid 20 years from now saying, when New Orleans needed you the most, what did you do? And I wanted to have a great answer for that. And that's what I try to do when I build Sterling Farms, when I go out and act, and actually I'm coming back and doing more, uh, trying to do more uh, theater here um, in New Orleans. So that's that's key, man. And then when you have such cultural icons like the Pelicans and, of course, the Saints, that brings the community together in a way that, you know, you can't even, you can't even uh, quantify. It's so special. Um, so um, that's all about. 
by New Orleans, brother. There we go, man. Now, we hope to see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for the next home game, which we, we, we'll we be off next week, and then uh, we come back against the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, we have a bunch of games, and we'll have a seat ready for you, man, whenever you make it back to the oh, Crescent yeah. City. Uh, the next name we can catch you on, of course, is the Michael J. Fox Show. Uh, how is it working with him, you, you know, with, with him dealing with, with his condition but still wanting to – uh, put it out there and, and put the comedic element into it. And the show, from what I've seen, is incredible. Uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, taking on yet another venture with that show and working with Michael J. Fox? Well, Michael is great, man. Uh, Michael's a testament to uh, uh, to resilience and focus. And he's really a man who said, listen, Parkinson's is just a part of my life. It is not my whole life and not my complete life. And him doing the show is just uh, it's a testament to that, making sure that people know that this is not something that should just debilitate you and put you on the sideline and keep you from living the life that you want to live. It is just a part of your life. And actually, everyone has their own bag of hammers, as he called it. You know, we all have our little crosses uh, to bear and, you know, that, that one thing that's chronic for us. And this just happens to be his. But what the show is about is just showing that in spite of all of that, that he's going through personal has the thing that he loves to do, which is uh, being active in the show, being anchor on television. And the most important thing is the love of family. And um, and it's a family comedy, and Michael's a great, uh, a great comic actor. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. I'm going to come back and do the thing that I love, and I'm not going to let this one thing that is not my complete life but just a part of my life. I'm not going to let that stand in the way. And so it's great working with him. I worked with him years ago on a movie called Casualties of War by Brian De Palma. And uh, it's been like you know, over 20 years. And uh, to come back together on primetime television on NBC on Thursday nights, you know, which is a special night on NBC, is a, it's a real uh, treasure. It's a real honor, you know. Uh, and it's the first thing I've done that, you know, some of the kids in my family can see because I'm always on, you know, giving cursing up the storm and, <laughs> and, you know, kind of funny. I feel like something that the kids can watch, you know, a family show. Uh, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. And De- it's Michael J. Fox. That's classic American television. Definitely, man. Well, congratulations on the new show. And once again, that, that Thursday slot is definitely the primetime slot on there. Wendell Pierce, we look forward to having you in the studio in person. We'll see you at the Dome. We'll see you at the New Orleans Arena. And thank you for calling in and having time for the Black and Blue Report. We'll be back with more after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. 
The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans as we tip off the 2013-14 season with a lineup headlined by All-Star Drew Holiday, former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans, and Anthony Davis. With the release of the five-game flex plan, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see All-Star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOO to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. Rob Knight's here, and I caught up with this gentleman before he heads to the tarmac, to the runway, uh, to the big plane where the Saints will head to Boston. We have John DeShazer. I keep wanting to call you JD, but but everybody needs to know your name, man. You can call me JD. I've been called a lot worse than uh, than JD over the course of my lifetime, so I can live with that. Yeah, and you can call him whatever you want on Twitter. Uh, you're certified. What is it? What's your What's your handle? I'm justified. Yeah, at John DeShazer. At John DeShazer. Justified. Yeah. D e s h a z i e r. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, Jay Z has this thing to where on uh, if you see, you know, his name is so popular that you know in six minutes you may see it again. It seems as if. Every six minutes or so, we're seeing something about this game. Is it time for the talk to subside and, and just let everybody rest up and get ready for this matchup? Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those matchups where you're going to have a lot of talk. You're talking about an undefeated team against a 4-1 and one team, and not just that, two of the most successful teams in the league uh, over the last seven, eight years. Uh, I looked up Bill Belichick's first six years and five games into his coaching tenure, same place that Sean Payton is right now. Both of them have 67 wins. Now, Bill Belichick had, you know, three Super Bowls and 10 playoff wins by then. Sean yeah. Payton's got one and five. But, you know, they, it's a pretty pretty similar arc, uh, except for the fact that Belichick won the three Super Bowls, which is, you know, pretty much unheard of in that span of time. I think it was a three-year frame, a three-year span where they won uh, three and three. And so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of talk around this game because it's a big game. I mean, the Saints are, are – running away with the with the NFC South division and the Patriots you know are in a little bit of a fight for the AFC East right now they got a big game against the Jets coming up in a couple of weeks but you know it's a huge game considered in the quarterbacks considering the coaches the circumstances everything falls into place and I got I got my answer for the question I asked you I asked you you know the from the hype of this game from the 0-9 matchup you know this one it, it it's more hype to me because now the, the Saints are proven. And, and before it was, well, if you beat the Patriots, then it's something. No, they did that. They proved that they are something. And now you have two of the greatest minds going head-to-head uh, -head with Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. And you also have two of the most cerebral quarterbacks who who can coach the team on the field which, uh, with, with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I just can't wait for this. So I wish that Sunday was here already. And, and to make matters uh, and, and make the anticipation grow even farther, it's a later game than it normally is. Um, so I just can't wait for them to play. In the meantime, I, we can go to the basketball side for for a couple minutes if you want. The Pelicans look good out the gate, three and zero. You know, it 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 just seems as if everybody's trying to uh, uh, assert themselves, and, and they're less, uh, I would say, timid 
than you, than you saw last year during the preseason. Well, I mean, I, I don't like to put too much stock in the preseason, but AD Anthony Davis has obviously looked fantastic. Love um, the moves. You know, playing for Team USA and the, the year of maturity and working in the offseason on his game, obviously his confidence is up. Um, Coach Monty Williams says he's going to take the shackles off. Looks like a completely and totally different guy. But, you know, he's one of those guys. He's a student of the game. You figured that he would. He, you know, he's buddying up to, you know, the likes of LeBron and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and and those caliber guys and Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, if he listens to those guys, he's going to ramp his game up because, you know, that's what those guys do. They put in work, and he looks like he's put in work. I think one of the big things with the Hornets – Hornets. Now, Uh-oh. see, Uh-oh. here we go. There's, where's, the, where's the tip, John? Put it in the one cookie, One of the big John. things about the Pelicans, they are deep. And not just, you know, guys. These are guys who can play. And so if you have that many guys who can play, there's going to be competition. So you got to put out because if you don't put out, you can sit down and Coach Williams doesn't necessarily have to go back to you because the guy behind you can play. And, and the thing that I saw, and I think the big difference for Anthony Davis is he was on on, on the, the private charters with, with Team USA, some of the greatest basketball players uh, ever assembled in, in his era. And you go with that, you spend months with those guys, and they talk about the greatness, they talk about the, the accolades and the achievements and the championship rings, and then you're you're cast off kind of into your own world, and you can't really emulate that with the same team. I think having that time off from not going to the Olympics to having that, that, that summer of learning one system instead of going from an Olympic system to an NBA system to being a rookie and also having to be somewhat of a leader of the team, I think that adjustment ha- has uh, shown the difference between last year and this year. And not just AD, Brian Roberts. I love what I've seen from him. He's always shown that flash, but now he's got uh, uh, the utmost of confidence even late in the games, and, and Coach Williams has given him the rock as well. Well, again, you know, B-Rob was a, a rookie last year, 27-year-old rookie, you know, the uh, unconventional type. He played in Germany a few years. And the thing is, you gain that maturity because playing overseas isn't the same as playing in America. I mean, those guys play under some conditions that, uh, you know, a lot of us would consider kind of Spartan. And uh, and so he performed well over there. He came over for the Hornets, made the team as an undrafted rookie. And this year he feels more comfortable in his skin. You know, he said, you know, look, Last year, I was afraid to check guys and tell them, you know, this is where you're supposed to be and try to place guys on offense as a point guard. And he's not your traditional point guard. He played a lot more <laughs> two guard, you know, scoring point in his career. But now he's going to have to play some traditional point guard. He had to do it last year. Now he's getting more comfortable saying, look, you're supposed to be over there. You're out of place. You're out of pocket. We need you to be where you're supposed to be. He's more comfortable with that. And even though he had the age to do it last year, he didn't have the experience, didn't have the skins on the wall. Now he's got a few skins on the wall. He feels a lot more comfortable about it. You know what that translates into? It translates into getting the ball out of somebody's hands and towards the basket before five, six seconds in the shot clock, which uh, uh, the, the the former Hornets were notorious for doing last year when it, it became a game of hot potato. Who wants the ball and who's going to try and create? Now, it, even if you have Tyreek and Eric Gordon and Drew Holiday on the court at the same time, you have three guys who want to create one-on-one or off the dribble and, and who can have the rock before it even gets into uh, single digits in the shot clock who can create. Yeah, but the beauty is if it gets there. See, right. last year if. they didn't they didn't they didn't have that capability of a guy yeah. who could take his guy and just bust him up when right. it was time. Now you've got several guys who can do that. You know, and not counting AD because he, you know he's a four. He's on the he's on the blocks so or maybe he's on the wing and we don't necessarily look for that out of him. But Drew Holiday, Eric Gordon and Tyreek Evans. Those are three guys who can take their guy, 
and you can set up defensively and they can look their guy in the face and say, okay, I'm going to take you, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you going right and yeah. can actually pull it off. You've got three of those kinds of guys. Now all of a sudden the shot, the shot clock situation isn't as desperate as no it double was team. last year. I mean, if it was five seconds on the shot clock last year, you worry that the, that the Pelicans, then the Hornets, yeah. would be able to get a shot off. Now you think – not only can they get off a shot, but they'll get a quality shot, yeah. and they'll get a good look at the basket. High-quality shot, and the next time that they'll be in action is this Sunday. No radio, no TV broadcast, but you can keep up with the stats on Pelicans.com. That game will be a home game for the Pelicans, but it will be in uh, in Biloxi as they take on the visiting Atlanta Hawks. In the meantime, right after you check the stats from that game, you can check out kickoff. It's around 325-ish, 330-ish. Let's just keep it at that time. Uh, it's the game of the week on Fox, and it will be on your Fox affiliate. It's the Saints and Patriots. Do you have any final thoughts about this game? Anything we should look for that we haven't touched on? Well, I mean, you know, Gronkowski is supposed to be back for the Patriots. You know, fabulous tight end Rob Gronkowski. So, you know, if he's back, the Patriot offense has the potential to Instantly. look like it's supposed to it's look better. like what people thought it was going to look like, although those young receivers still hadn't quite gelled with Tom Brady yet. So I'm not exactly sure about that one. But the Saints right now look like they're built to play anywhere in that, you know, they're not just a dome team or they're not a finesse team. They look like they're built to play anywhere. And so certainly playing in Foxborough, Massachusetts on Sunday, they look like they're built to win outside, bad conditions, good conditions. It really doesn't matter because that defense is good enough to hang around for the offense to piece something together. So, you know, to remain a little provincial here, I think the Saints are a better balanced team. I think they're a better all-around team than the Patriots are right now. Patriots hadn't been scoring so far this season. I think they had one bust-out game, but for the most part, they've been scoring 23 or less. And the Saints, if they get you in that situation, I believe they can win that game. And certainly, you know, defensively, they're a team that doesn't have to bring extra pressure all the time. And if you can do that against Tom Brady, you can get your people back in coverage. Mm -hmm. You can close off some of those lanes. You can shut some of those things down. Conversely, the Saints have proven there's not much you can do against that offense when they get clicking, especially when you decide to split Jimmy Graham out wide. And you can decide whether or not a team's playing man or, or zone by the formation that they're playing in. And he can't be stopped right now. And if you want to try to stop him, hmm. you still got Marcus Colston and you still got Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles, you know, coming out of the backfield, catching swing passes and those things. So, you know, I'm going to be a little provincial, but I think I think the Saints have a better balanced team than New England right now. Okay. And we braved the elements, like you said, the monsoon in Tampa, the, uh, the wet conditions and the kind of just miserable conditions in Chicago, even though it cleared up by game time with the long cleats and you saw some players uh, slipping around. And one of the things that uh, kind of gets lost in, in this one, he didn't even have to be targeted, but uh, Marcus Colston wasn't really a, 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 too much of a factor in the last game. So, I mean, different elements, different guys could shine based upon the different defenses that are going to be presented. I can't wait to see it. Two defensive minds, two offensive minds. It all happens this Sunday. J.D., do me a favor. When you go to Boston, uh, get some chowder for me. No, uh, good steak. See, you can't, see that's, that's that's the stereotypical thing to do. You can't do that, man. You get I'm per gonna, diem, right? I'm going to get some pizza or something. Some pizza? <laughs> You're going to go to Boston I'm and gonna, get pizza. i got to find Lou from the peanut gallery. Where's yeah. Lou? He'll tell me where to eat. He knows everywhere he, to eat in the He's going to tell world. you about some old uh, unspoken of Italian spot where you can get a nice steak and some uh, pasta with some with some originally made sauce that, that has some special kind of. That will probably be what Lou would recommend. So well, i, I got to find Lou. Well, just get me what they call in New Orleans. It's a go-play. 
I'll, I'll do that. And we'll I talk can, about I it when you get back. back. JD, thank you for sitting in. I know you got to head to the airport. It's a wrap on the Black and Blue Report. We'll have the best of this Saturday, which comes on tomorrow. Be sure to log on to New Orleans Saints and Pelicans.com. And you can download the podcast if you have a flight like JD, because I know he listens to him all day, every day. That'll do it for the Black and Blue Report. Rob Nice, JD, producer Daniel. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.